Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Sharon Barnholt. Thanks for being on the show, Sharon. Thanks for having me, Whitney. Yeah, Sharon began investing in 1998, focusing on rehabbing and rentals until the market crashed in 2008 when she became an accidental wholesaler. Sharon is a blogger and podcaster who is best known as a marketing and branding expert and known for her expertise in probate investing. She's helped hundreds of people refine their brand and create customized marketing plans that work. Sharon, thank you again for your time. You know, branding is, it can be so overwhelming like this massive wall you have to climb and figuring all those things out. Uh, but it's so important. You know, it's so important how we brand ourselves and how we present ourselves. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Just uh, welcome, uh, you know, you to the show and your expertise. I know the listeners as well, you know, have thought about branding or how they're connecting with, you know, their clients. In our case, it's, you know, investors and, you know, how they're doing that and, and how they present themselves. So welcome to the show. Get us started with maybe a little more of your background and in branding and let's help the listeners with their brand. Well, I started, I had an actual, actually started a home inspection business in 1991. And um, so I met a lot of agents in that particular business. And one day an agent came in and said, you want to go to a REA meeting? And I said, what's a REA meeting? (laughs) So that was in 1998. So that's when I bought my first property was in 1998. It opened up a world of opportunity for me because at that stage of my life, I really didn't understand the whole thought process of real estate, you know, and around being an agent. But I could totally wrap my brain around rehabbing houses because my, growing up, my dad was a general contractor. So from there, I invested part time for 10 years. You know, I had a plan. I would rehab a house or two and buy a rental. And I kind of limped along that way because the other business was very demanding. So in 2008, you know, as you you probably remember, it was the best of times and the worst of times. So that's the year I closed the home inspection business. And if you were investing then, you know that retail buyers, they couldn't get a loan. So here I am a rehabber thinking I have to pivot. And what I did know how to do very well through those two businesses was lead generation. So I just pivoted instead of keeping those leads for myself I just knew because of my 10 years of part-time investing, it was an easy pivot for me to be a wholesaler. Now, I don't say it's easy for everyone, but I think marketing is at the core of everything, whether you do apartments or single family homes, because people say, but I need to know how to negotiate. And my thought process is until you know how to find leads, you don't need to know any of the rest of the stuff. You have to have leads coming in the door. No doubt about it. And you have to have leads coming in the door. And we all work so hard on that and spend so much time and money and effort on finding those leads, right? So I, you know, I'd love for you to just help us figure that out a little bit. And, and obviously, in our case, you know, we're marketing to investors, you know, and promoting our business and brand, uh, you know, and I'm sure there are the ways that are common enough that you've seen and helped people with that could work for most of the listeners in this space. But get us started with some of the mistakes maybe people make early on and some of the things just creating that marketing plan that will work for us. Well, I think it's a two-point thing. And I always like to say marketing and branding are like a couple. 
And you can't have a couple without both of them. And if I look back on the probably the biggest mistake I made early on, because from so I've been invested part time eight years and I've been investing full time 12 years. And probably the biggest mistake I made early on was thinking that I wasn't worthy of having a brand. You know, who am I? I've only bought a couple houses. You, you tell yourself these stories when in reality, you need to be doing that right from day one. So going back to marketing, the core of my business, because I love off-market deals. So that involves direct mail. And hands down, direct mail has always been my number one source of leads. Now, there are a lot of different things you can do today, but when times get tough, everybody goes back to the tried and true. And for my niche, which I love probates, the way you reach those people is through direct mail. So if you stop and think about it, in my world, in my viewpoint, you should have three to five ways to find deals at all times. Because I remember back in the days when there were a million REOs, both on you know, single family homes and commercial properties, then what happened? They went away. And if that was your only way to get leads, you were dead in the water. So for anybody marketing today, I would say certainly most of the commercial investors I know, they do direct mail as one of their strategies. Your website which does it gives you two things. People don't consider that you have a real business if you don't have a website. And that's just the way it is. They don't believe you're real. And from a branding perspective, people can get to know you on your website. You can put a really simple video that says, hey, I'm John and I buy houses, I buy apartments, whatever it is you do. But you give them just a little bit a taste of who you are on your website. Now, the third way that you can market, which has become so much harder during this particular time in history. Remember back when we could actually go to meetings, that it would be networking. Networking is the most underrated form of marketing and branding on the planet because people, they get to know you. In this business, it's not really who you know, it's who knows about you. It's who knows you. So I like to tell people, volunteer at your local investors club or wherever you go that's your professional organization and do the least like job in the club. And in my group, we have about 400, 450 investors that come out every month for a meeting when we have meetings and we have a buffet dinner. So the person who works the door gets to eat last. So that is the job nobody wants is checking people in. But guess what? You get a big name tag and every single person that comes through that door learns who you are. One year of doing that, the entire group of people will know you. So come at it from a perspective of how can I give back? And in the process, you market yourself and you brand yourself in a way that it's an authentic way of doing it. Most people spend so much time and effort and will not get 500 leads in a year, you know, and right there you're doing it, you know, on a monthly basis. So if you do that and you think about just showing up and being yourself. So at the essence, branding is how you make people feel. Yes, there are the physical aspects of branding, your color, your font, your logo, whatever those things are, your website. But at the end of the day, they like to say branding is what people say about you when you leave the room. So it's Wet Whitney, boy, is he a nice, sharp investor. Or they might say, John, he never does what he says he's going to do. That's your brand. So just live by normal everyday principles. Do what you say you're going to do every time. Show up as your authentic self. You will not be everybody's cup of tea, but that's a good thing. It makes you unique. 
Such good advice right there. You know, that, and that sounds so simple, but it is so true. And I think people don't think about that enough. I love how you said, you know, Brandy's how you make people feel. And it's what they say about you when you leave the room. Uh, you know, and I think it could also be like leave your website or, you know, leave something, you know, a piece of marketing that you have. You know, how does someone feel when they've read your website or see your video on there? Maybe you could speak to the website a little bit because a lot of times that's, you know, and right now, especially since we're not going to conference conferences like we were, you know, people are finding, you know, us too, you know, through the website more than probably anything. Any tips on on a website and how to, you know, capture that lead and to set that feeling where, you know, people want to do business with you or, or at least inquire about you again? Well, I tell people I'm a fan of kind of done for you websites. There are several companies out there that do this. And I will tell you straight out, I had a lot of pretty websites because I'm all about the pretty factor. But did they get me leads? Not so much because I'm not a web developer. So rather than building out your own website, you can get a done for you site that you then customize for, you know, somewhere between 50 and $100 a month. You can make it your own. But today, it's your online business card. So there are two scenarios here. So we're talking about basically marketing that you have to do where you hope you, if you're mailing someone, you hope that they've reached the level of motivation that they'll call you, even for apartment complexes. You're hoping that maybe they have some kind of financial distress that they'll call you. When you have a website, what happens is the people that are up in the middle of the night, they're worried they've lost their job. Maybe with uh, today's situation, maybe they don't have a job. They're behind on their house payments. They are so worried about what they're going to do months from now. Those are the people that are super motivated. So if you can have a website and they can find you, that's even a better lead than if you are you know, doing things outbound marketing so to get them to call you. Wow. What about just any other creative ways, even on the internet, that you're creating leads or, or generating leads? Well, I think another thing that people totally underrate is social media. And that is goes back to branding. So I have a friend who he'll just say to me, Sharon, you know, I'm never sending out a single piece of direct mail, right? And I'll go, yes, I know that. He's very successful, but he looks at houses. He started out driving for dollars part-time. So he would, every time he would pull up to a house, and I don't get the house address when you do this, but he would take a picture of a house you know, I'm going to call the owner about this house. And then the next day he would say, I've got an appointment at two and he have the picture of the house on social media. He went along doing this for, I'd say about a year. And then he would say, I got the deal and here's what I did with the deal. It was about maybe about a year after he started doing this, that he had a private lender fall through for one of his deals. And he, this is a true story. He posted on Facebook look, I'm supposed to close this house tomorrow. My private lender just went missing. I need $80,000. And it was really kind of a Hail Mary. Who's got $80,000? And do you know someone loaned him that they wired him the money only because he had created this brand of being a serious real estate investor online? So don't undervalue what you can do through simple things like that. You don't have to have some big fancy marketing company, branding company. Just go out and do things that other people maybe are reluctant to do. Do Facebook lives, you know, go on podcasts, things like that. What about a a follow-up process? 
You know, I feel like that's a big part of you know that lead generation. You know, when people actually get to you. You know, any thoughts on how to do that well? Yes, because there's a statistic that says 80% of your deals will come from follow-up. And by the way, that's often after somebody has said no to your offer. So there are different ways you can follow up. If it's, well, here's the way I like to do it. If they've said no to my offer and they didn't like it at all, I've assumed that they've thrown away my business card the minute I walked out the door. So I would send a thank you note, thanking them for showing me their house, even though we couldn't come to a resolution. If their plan A didn't work out, I'd love to be their plan B, and I would put another business card in there. So that's what I do. And now I've discovered a tool that I absolutely love. So I still advocate sending the thank you notes. Just I'm talking a handwritten thank you note, not an email. The other thing that you can do is there's a a video service called Bonjoro. It's B-O-N-J-O-R-O. You can start for free. What is different about this is, so you can shoot a Bonjoro, a video from your phone or from your desktop, just like we're doing here. So let's pretend for a minute that I came and looked at your property, Whitney, and you said no to my offer. I can go into Bonjoro and I can send you the same message in an email. Thanks, Whitney, for showing me your house yesterday, even though we weren't able to reach an agreement. I'd love to be your plan B if plan A doesn't follow through. And here's my number. What's different about Bonjoro is if you make a video and you host it on YouTube, you have to get somebody to click a link. But with Bonjoro, it is a video that sits right there in their email page. They see your face and all they do is click. So I would say find a ways to create a memorable experience because I can tell you none of your competition is doing that. They're just like, well, forget it. So that's one part of it. Try to take advantage uh, when it comes to follow-up of the immediate situation. The second thing is to get them into some sort of a CRM. Now, there's lots of fancy things out there you can use. One of my favorite things you can have, there's a free version of, and it's fairly new. It's called Flippilot. If for the folks Flip who use Pilot. Yeah, and if you do... Danny Johnson, who's an investor in San Antonio, if you do flippilot.com forward slash Sharon, he's got some kind of a training in there that he left in there after we did a webinar. It's a free training. And what I love about Flippilot is for the people using CallRail to, you know, to take their phone calls. CallRail is 40 or 50 bucks a month. Flippilot is free. So what happens is you can send out whatever marketing you're sending out. You can redirect them back to the call rail number. And when they call into call rail, that it'll put that lead right into the flip pilot CRM. Now, I, that may be the paid version that gets you that integration. Right. It's a hundred and something a month. It's not expensive. But that way, your leads, you never lose your lead. But if you don't use call rail, you simply just enter the information in there yourself. And I'm a very visual person, so I love it because it looks like, I don't know if you've ever used Trello, it looks like a giant Trello board, whiteboard. So you can put your lead here and it'll say you've got a lead and Whitney says he's going to follow up in three days. Well, when Whitney doesn't follow up in three days, it gets a big red box around it like, Whitney, you totally didn't follow up, (laughs) you know, and then you can follow up, then you can move them to the next over to the next thing says appointment. And you can take that lead all the way through closing. And when you open up your computer, it's all on one giant thing. That's what I love. See, I know a lot of people like Podio. I just totally get lost back in Podio. This 
yeah. so many screens and, you know, I just don't want to do it. What's been the hardest part of the, just the marketing process for a real estate business for you or in maybe what you see for others as well? Well, I think it's consistency. I was telling somebody the other day, they were talking about the cost of direct mail because with probates, we use uh, white computer generated mail merge individualized letters. So they don't say dear homeowner, they say dear in the person's name. And this is going to really date me. But when I got started, a white letter was about $1.50 a letter. And that was when the stamps were 30 some cents. Well, you can send a white letter today. Postage is creeping up on what, 50 cents. Mm -hmm. You can send a white letter today for a buck. So postcards are even cheaper. But my first advice to people is automate your any direct mail you're doing as quickly as you can, because life gets in the way. It does for you. It does for everybody. So if you can put your lead, that piece of your lead generation process on autopilot, then you never have to worry about, oh, I messed up. I didn't do it because when I would look back, I'm also a big advocate of having a big wall calendar. And I mean, an old fashioned wall calendar. Now I've got that. I've got a Google calendar. I've got all that. But if you put on your wall calendar, my direct mail is going to go out the first Monday of every month. And then you get to the end of the month, you got got sick, you went on vacation, then you put yourself on a timetable to get it done that month. It makes you accountable. And somebody said, well, I'll get a wipe off board. And I said, no, because then you can wipe off all the months you didn't do what you were supposed to do. (laughs) You want want to be able to flip it over and look at it. But consistency, that's the whole thing with success with marketing. Consistency, yeah, it's so crucial. No matter what you're doing, almost if you want to be successful. And on that note, Sharon, you know, I feel like almost every entrepreneur that's successful in any business has a high level of self discipline. And you know, where would you say you know you gained your just high level of self discipline, and how? It's hard. I wish I could tell you that it's easy, but it's not. It's hard to say discipline and. A lot of us have home offices, and we work from home, and you've got all the distractions of that. Somebody said that if you can own the first four hours of your day, then you're ahead. And I think if you plan your day the night ahead, the night before, you know what you're going to do. You don't get up. And this was my big thing. I always felt this need to check email and see if the world was going to end. Something was bound to be in there. The world was going to end if I didn't check it. So that's the hardest thing for me is to, and I'm what, I came up with this, a compromise system. So I don't like to check email on my phone, but I'll check my phone in the morning and I'll just flip through and see if there are any fires like this. And I look and say, did anybody send me any notifications? Then I put it away and then I go to work on my first big things. And if you put three big things on your, I think they call them rocks, put three big rocks on your schedule every day. And then you have some little things you want to do. Imagine where you'll be. It goes back to like uh, Darren Hardy's book, The Compound Effect, where if you do these things every day and you develop these habits, then at the end of 12 months, you will have a whole different looking business than you had on day one. Love that. Because my next question is going to be just some daily habits that you have that have helped you achieve success. I couldn't agree with you more. Anything else you want to add on just any daily habits? Well, I would say... I try to batch things like we're podcasters. Now you're a whole different animal. You do a daily podcast. (laughs) But for me, for me, I try to batch my content. I try to batch things. If you're going to look at houses, if I used to just go and look, 
Once in the morning, once in the afternoon, it wrecked my schedule. And finally, I learned the words, I'm not available in the morning. Would the afternoon work? And they would say yes. So now I have recording days and I have days for things. And it helps me to accomplish the things I want to have. Kind of like, I guess you would call it time blocking in a sense, but I batch. For me, it works. It might not work for everybody, but anything that you're going to do, let's say you sit down to do bookkeeping, it would be kind of silly to do an hour today and an hour tomorrow because it takes you 40 minutes to get started. And so, you know, and really get into it. So just try to batch. And I would say, I think part of my success is that I'm an avid learner. I'm totally bummed that we can't go to conferences. I'm an avid reader. Right now, a book I can recommend on systems and building a real business is Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. He wrote Profit First and The Pumpkin Plan. I I think someone gave me The Pumpkin Plan, which was kind of like the one thing in that you focus on growing the giant pumpkin and get rid of all the little pumpkins, all the little distractions. But Clockwork is a different kind of a book in that it teaches you how to build a real business and take yourself out of the business, except for the thing that you're meant to do. So for you, that's obviously to do your daily podcast. You don't necessarily need to do the production. You don't necessarily need to do 20 other things. That's right. And I think for most people, that's the hard part because we're kind of control freaks. Entrepreneurs are kind of control freaks. Maybe you've hit on it. It's so much good advice there, Sharon. I couldn't agree more. I definitely have to batch things as well. You know, I mean, do so many shows in one day, but that's pushed me to improve in many ways and our team and all those things. But, you know, what about you? What's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours? Well, I'm always trying to develop systems and I'm the first to own that. That's not my strong point. But I have a friend who's a system freak, and she's in Australia, and she says, if I have to do it more than twice, I have a system. She said, I even have a system for book how my plane ticket's going to get booked. So I would say create a system. Create systems around anything that you do more than once. And when we talk about batching and things like podcasts, it could be any tasks that you do, but you have to somewhat systematize that as to here's what I do, here's what my team does. And you don't have to have a big team to have systems. If you can get a VA to help you a few hours a week, if you're just getting started, you have some talented people over on Upwork. You can hire them. They're especially good at data scrubbing and stuff like that. But I would say to try to outsource sooner rather than later is a mistake I made thinking Sharon could do everything better, which isn't true. Sometimes they can actually do it better and faster than you. And then you keep yourself for the things you love to do. Because at the end of the day, we want a lifestyle. We don't really want to, we didn't get into this to work 60 hours a week. We want a lifestyle. And that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. But in reality, most of us built ourselves a job. You know, most people build themselves a demanding job. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? I think learning, just learning, always learning. And how do you like to give back? Oh, well, I do. Like, that was the main reason I started my blog was just to try to help people not do some of the things I had done every time I made a mistake or learned something that I put it on the blog. So for me, I love the teaching aspect. And I've kind of, that's my favorite thing, actually. After 20 some years, you talk to sellers, you can kind of say I'm over that a little bit. 
but I love to help other people get started. I love to bring other women into this business where they've traditionally has not been, it's been a male dominated field. And I want people to know that no matter where you're starting, there's a path for you in real estate, no matter what strategy you want to pursue, that's just your vehicle. The rest of it is building the business around your vehicle. Nice. Sharon, I'm grateful for your time. You provided so much value today to the listener and myself. And, and just the value of lead generation, understanding that marketing and branding, you know, are a couple and just, you know, how you're worthy of having a brand early on as well. A lot of people feel like they're not. I just appreciate you bringing that out and, and, and just how you have to have a website and how networking is so underrated. But I tell you what, one thing I, I love that you said was that uh, branding is what people say about you when you leave the room or how you make people feel. I, I like that. because And that helps me, I think, as we're creating you know, content and branding and website, all those things that we're always trying to improve. I think it's great to keep that right there in mind. No doubt about it. Uh, well, Sharon... Great show. Tell people, to listeners, how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Uh, the best way is to come over to the blog, Louisville Gals Real Estate Blog. You can there's link off to the podcast from there. You can link off to the resources I have on probates. I have coming up on 900 pieces of content over there. So I'd venture to say whatever you search for, you'll find either in a podcast, a video, or a blog. Awesome, Sharon. That's a wrap. Thank you so much. Thank you, Whitney. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.